we are. Cincinnati. Palatine Opinions, we in the building. Episode Uno. Episode mm-hmm. Uno. The My name off. is Galen G. Gordon. This is Antonio Broadnax. Nelson Hutchings. Here to have a chat. Appreciate you being here, turning on the dial with us this evening. Um, Palatine Opinions is all about uh, us having uh, a, a taste uh, for a cigar and then a certain cocktail that we're going to have. And we're going to pair those. And so each episode we'll have uh, a cigar that we'll be able to review with you and go over how we feel uh, it tastes and the flavor profiles and also how that pairs with a certain cocktail that we're drinking. Uh, along with that, we've all got opinions. Right. We've all got opinions. <laughs> and so we're going to uh, chat and uh, chop it up, some lighthearted, some a little more thick and detailed opinions that we may have about what's going on in Cincinnati and beyond. So we can kick it off. It is who day. It who is day. who day. It is who day. Week one. Week one. Who day good day. It's Palestinian Pins episode one. So who day won today. So we should win as well. So yeah. let's talk about, uh, yeah, the Bengals. Is it our year? I think it's, it's, it can be our year if we keep getting better. I mean, it's, today we showed that we have a lot of weapons. The defense, I think, played great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Offense, I think, was a little conservative for my my liking. Um, I think once the o- offense, oh, I think once the offense opens it up, um, everything's going to change. Yeah, uh, I think a lot will change once the offense opens it up. Right, right. We were a little uh, conservative early, I thought, and then finally, uh, and then we took that. That fourth down on the thirty, I thought that was a little suspect. That's, uh, that's, that's a little risky, man. But you know, you know, it's always that's football. It's all first week, first, first, second, third week. Defense mm-hmm. is always ahead of offense. Right, right. So it's right. not so much conservative. It's just they just getting in the tune, getting mm-hmm. getting the timing together. So you know, by week three or four, man, they'll open it up. Because like I said, we got plenty of weapons. Right, we can right. run, pass. Can Jamar Chase catch? Can he catch? Man, I, to me, today. Yeah, I don't think it's a discussion. <laughs> and, I mean, if go back to what you said about that fourth down, I don't mind it because I think we need to be a little gutsy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, no, I agree. You know, you got to try some things out. We've been conservative for too long, so I think it was some risk we needed to take. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just needed. We've been conservative, man. That's what caused us to make this game so close was right. being conservative. There you go. Right. You know, as an ex-football guy, Uh-oh, you know, deep is. in the trenches, it's just yeah. like, if you got guys, because the defense looked like they was willing to lay it all on the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, corners was coming up and hitting. Mm-hmm. Bates was out there rocking it. He could get 100 yards. I don't think Dalvin got 100 yards today. I mean, the game plan defense looked like it was, you know, yeah. a couple plays across the middle. We start, you know, giving up some plays across the middle. But you can only do so much. That's when the offense got to really go, go to war, mm-hmm. too. Right, right. I Thielen think had a good game. Special, Thielen did. Thielen did. Can't stop everything. Yeah, Thielen. I mean, you got Th- Thielen and Cook, they're going to get theirs. Mm-hmm. You know? right. Some right. way, somehow, they're going to they're gonna be impactful in the game. So. But I think overall, I mean, for a season opener, mm-hmm. you know, Burrow took some shots. He got up. Right. You know, that's good, right? That, that's enough. always a good sign. <laughs> made you a little nervous when, man, he, when, he, when he tweaked nervous, that knee. Right. When he did that little limp off, man. Got a little nervous, but yeah. he bounced back, got on the bike and bounced back. I mean, even, you know, just spinning out of a, a couple of those, you know, defensive rushes showed he was a little bit, he still has some mobility there, which right. is a good thing. Right, right. So I'm excited, you know. Okay. The next game will tell. We got to get better. That's all I know. We're in, we in a tough division. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The offensive line really going to have to tighten up. You know, they look decent, but they're going to have to really tighten up because mm-hmm. Pittsburgh and Cleveland's D-line are coming. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Cleveland looking good against Kansas City. Pittsburgh knocked Buffalo off. You know, everybody was touting Buffalo as a AFC uh, favorite. Yeah. Hey, I saw a couple of situations where, and you can tell me better, uh, you actually too. Um, and I'm wondering if that's the actual scheme or did the defense just make the right a great call? There's a couple times where it was a center and a guard and, you know, linebacker, it was Vigil did it early in the game, yeah. and so but these two guys had somebody, right? And then this dude came untouched, and so I'm like, is that is that scheme or is that the upfront missing their assignments? It, yeah, I mean, the uh-huh. yeah, it depends on what the play is, like you said. I mean, you never know. It could have been a, a running back supposed to pick that up. You never know. If it was a screen on a screen play, they let you come on in. Yeah, right, right. You can throw over top right. of your head, right. but right. yeah, I had to see the play to really be able to tell. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too. As fans, we could be as critical as we want. if we're not in the huddle. Right. The win in practice, we right. don't know who's supposed to be doing what at, at, to some point. You know, we only know certain things that should be done, but you never know. Yeah. It might have been like, let him go so we can, you know, hit across the middle or 
Because, I mean, we had some nice trick plays. Mm-hmm. We did, we did. How about that fourth down, right? It's faking the handoff and then throwing it to the mm-hmm. tight end. That was, that was fourth and a half. Eh? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> come on, man. That's what we need to do. That's, that's opening it up. So, yeah. it's just a great day to be a football fan across the league. I mean, college football is in full effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, let's just mm-hmm. segue right. Into, I mean, how about them Bearcats? Yeah, yeah. The Bearcats, right? Big 12. Cincinnati rocking, right? Them so how Bearcats. long do we have till we, uh, when does it start? Or how long is it? T- we got to buy ourselves out of the AAC? I think it's next season, really. It, next season, right? It's $10 million trying to. if they leap early to go. Yeah, yeah. Or is it yeah. two years? It's two years. Yeah, it's 2023. It's Right, but yeah. I think it's $10 million to go ahead and leave, well, right? The next I'm sure year, they got 2022. It. I'm sure they we, got it. We'll make that back in that conference. Mm-hmm. Our recruiting's going to go up. You know, my concern is this. How's that going to impact? Because UC picks a lot of Cincinnati kids. Mm-hmm. And when you go to that division, I mean, go to that conference, are we some of the Cincinnati kids, you know, may not get that opportunity now because you're going to get some bigger recruits. You're going to move from, you know, two, three stars to three, Yeah, you get some stars. nation. Yeah, but they've been, they've been up. They've been up in their recruitment a lot. What are they, number seven? Yeah. Six yeah, or seven? Yeah. So well, maybe those Cincinnati maybe top 10. recruits that go to Michigan or OSU, maybe they'll stay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see where they're going to end up being ranked at. You know? yeah. Old State yeah. took a big loss. Yeah. In the shoe. Ooh, baby. But you know what, though? Old State, was, they were lucky to win last week against Minnesota. Mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. That, if that running back, Ibrahim, hadn't had to got hurt, they didn't look good at all. They yeah, de- their defensive their backs were very suspect. Their defensive line is terrible. Yeah. Now, the, now I mean, the offensive line guys, was good. They just, they just, they're not showing up. Mm-hmm. They're just not showing up. So, but like mm-hmm. I said, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful time to be a football player. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look at the crowds in the stands. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that Ohio State crowd kept them in the game. Yeah, they did. That, yeah, they did. That, if it wasn't for them, I mean. Well, you know, Buckeyes always got 100,000 strong. <laughs> right. <laughs> playing that game in Oregon, it's, I think it's a blowout. Right, Oregon. and mm-hmm. then the Oregon's number one defensive line is in the game. Defensive line is in there. Mm-hmm. That was a problem. So, let's talk about this uh, smoke. We got this stick. This is a uh, my father. Uh, I think it's Fonseca Robusto. <laughs> so uh, that tells me it's full body, right? It's my understanding. Full body, and it's my understanding. It's got a little pepper in it, so I'm excited to uh, to uh, get into this and see. What it's all about. This is a Nicaraguan cigar. Colorado is the paper. That uh, so we're gonna be right back here in a second. We're gonna light these up. Come right back to you. Palace and Opinions. Yes, sir. My name is Galen G. Gordon, and I'm running for Cincinnati City Council because we need proactive and intentional leadership from our city government. I am excited to announce that we are officially on the ballot. That means you can vote for me on November 2nd, 2021. Go to my website at galenforcincinnati.com and I look forward to seeing you in November. You are appreciated. Paid for by friends for Galen G. Gordon. All right, folks, we are back. Lit up the cigars. Mm -hmm, Everybody mm -hmm. poured a nice drink. Uh, Before we go any further, man, I want to talk about this this peanut butter whiskey here. Peanut butter. Uh, it's crazy how we came upon this. It's called Hard Truth. Uh, Distiller Company is Brown County, Indiana. So we were walking through a party, a party source, mm-hmm. and one of the vendors stopped us. And he's, I mean, I don't even think it's a vendor. I think he actually, you know, is uh, a big part of you know the Distiller Factory down there. Yeah. Part owner of it, but he was just talking about it. You know, and I'm just thinking like peanut butter whiskey. So you know, they had little samples, mm-hmm. and so he gave us a sample of the whiskey, and it was just. I mean, I mean, I ain't a big peanut butter unless it's my mama peanut butter sandwich right, with right, syrup, right, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But it didn't have a, a hard aftertaste, no bite on it. It was just really smooth. I like I get a bottle of that. So we grabbed a couple of bottles of it. And So if you ever get an opportunity to, you know, give this a try, Hard Truth uh, Peanut Butter Whiskey is handcrafted in Brown County, Indiana. So it's right our next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, great taste. I mean... Great to pair with cigars. You fellas have had a couple sips of it. I mean, what do you kind of think about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I'm going to finish the bottle myself. I like the light flavor, man. I'm not a big, huge flavor. Uh-huh. But, you know, when I drink my drink my bourbon, I normally drink it over ice with, with no, no chaser, no mixer. But I like the smooth... Uh, the smooth, smooth flavor, a little yeah. bit of flavor into it. I don't think it's an everyday whiskey nah. like that. I think it's right. like one of those, you know, kind of like a dessert whiskey if you think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. 
when you have a good meal and you're like, I need something sweet, but I don't want to eat my wife's pie. Drink, drink. You can, you know, drink some of the peanut butter whiskey. And Absolutely. I think it'll kind of satisfy that little sweet tooth that you may have at the moment. So, um, but we was talking about college football, man, and just how the crowds are kind of just, everybody's there now, you know? And we also know what else is in this world going around, right? Yeah, man. You know, so how do you guys feel about the crowds and what's going on? You think that's going to be impactful to college football? You think it's going to slow us down or you think we're going to be able to maintain the pace of the crowds? I have a mixed feeling about that. I love seeing the crowds back. You know, I love seeing the energy, love seeing the sport, love seeing the young men out there doing their thing. Definitely, um, definitely. You know, you see, no matter what school, what color you support, and, you know, I like seeing that. Um, but the reality is, it's, it, you know, that Delta variance on the rise, there's still, still a lot of non-vaccinated people. And when you, you side by side, 70, 80, 90,000 strong, everybody yelling and screaming, you know, it, it's floating around there. So, you know, I hate to... I, I hate the fact that so much stuff has turned political, mm -hmm. so I don't want to turn my answer yeah. to your question into a political yeah, answer. Yeah, well, but, it should be health, right? You know, you got you got yeah. a lot of those non-vaccinated folks out there, man, and it's it's you putting a lot of people into a potential super spreader event. Yeah, right. yeah. What's well, to my understanding? I think um, when you go to Ohio State, that you have to be vaccinated to be to show a card. You know, oh, like a student. That. Okay, yeah. So you mm -hmm. have to be vaccinated to be a student to be on campus. Yeah. And I think even to, I mean, I don't know if it's to attend events. I'm pretty right. sure it's people right. from the outside. But I think most of those student populations, if they're students, they may be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think so, the students mm -hmm. are. And with yeah. the whole, you know, let's talk, we can even segue into the whole Biden mandatory vaccination on 100 plus. So like, how do you guys feel about that? Like pushing that? I'm like, um, if it's government uh, agencies, definitely. Um I don't know all the details. I haven't heard or read necessarily enough about all the details about private business. I would hope the private businesses would do it themselves uh, instead of finding themselves in this position. But it's my understanding that he's not saying to them that they have to vaccinate, but if they don't, then they have to get tested. Mm -hmm. And so you have an option. And so to me, um, that works and that makes sense. And so he's not, to me, mandating that they force their people to get vaccinated. He's mandating they force their people they got to protect the the business, protect the staff. And I would think if I owned a company or a business, that I would want to make sure that that I can still be here next year. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. So I'm, I, I don't have a problem. I got vaccinated. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I understand people and, uh, you know, their views on personal freedom. So if you don't want to be vaccinated, what I don't understand is if you choose not to get tested. I like it. I like I like the fact that he, he took a strong stance on mm -hmm. it. Um, you know, I, I do, I do slightly understand and fully respect an individual if they choose not to get vaccinated. But at the same time, you know, you, you get a little tired of everybody saying, "Oh, you're infringing on my rights. You're infringing right, on right, my rights." Right. Well, you, you, a person not being vaccinated and potentially spreading the the disease or the spreading the virus is infringing on a broader, a broader number of people's rights. But yeah. I like the fact that he took a stance. Um, yeah, to your point about the businesses, I think businesses are going to gonna follow suit because yeah. Yeah. The, vaccina the vaccination is free. It costs you to test. Right. So if you've got 500 employees and you have to test 100 people every single week, at some point, that employer is going to say, you know, protect their bottom line. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to make it. They're going to make a decision. So you'll you'll have people fighting it. You'll have people arguing against it. But at the end of the day, are you concerned about your health, or are you concerned about the greater good of the of the country? Mm -hmm. I wonder how that's going to impact companies that are large companies, but a lot of their employees are remote, and they're going to continue to remain. You know, let them stay remote. I'm sure there's a provision there. That, that don't matter. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. oh, you saying like. In order so they don't have to deal with that. Yeah, so it's like because I mean, it'll definitely they, they've been a yeah. lot of companies have been mm -hmm. the employees have been more productive being mm -hmm. remote than they are. So you know, but I could I could answer. That. I don't mean to step on your question. I can answer that for you because because that's the exact situation I'm mm -hmm. in. Okay, I work remote. Um, they don't bother you until you're going into a public venue. So mm -hmm. so next week I have to go to a conference in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So so the the seven of us from our company that are going to this conference. We, we the conference was voluntary normally you have to go but because of covid they made it voluntary but if you do want to go you have to show a negative covid test to hr before you can attend the conference 
So you know that that's their way of saying we're not going we're not going to mm-hmm. push and mandate the vaccine mm-hmm. on you remote right. folks. But if you are going to come in contact with us at, in a group setting, here's the provision you have to you have to do. And I don't have a problem with the CVS. They they have their own self swab now, so you mm-hmm. do the self swab, mm-hmm. pop it in. Less than forty eight hours later, I had the results mm-hmm. forwarded to my HR department, and I'm good to go. Boom. So let's play devil advocate, mm-hmm. right? I get the swab, the test. Who is to say that you swab yourself, you have a test that's negative, and then all of a sudden, the day of, you catch COVID, right? So mm-hmm. we always have these slippery slopes, yeah, and yeah. there's always these ifs. And but those are minor. You know? I think those are minor because, first of all, the reality is that it's a small percentage anyway. You've got a small chance of catching it anyway. So then it's very, very minor. You if you're if, vaccinated or if you're non-vaccinated? If you're not vaccinated, you still have. That's what the people's argument is. Mm-hmm. But it's, some of that's true. Like just because if if y'all not vaccinated, just because you're walking down the street together, doesn't mean you're automatically gonna catch it. So that's the argument. And so there's a part that, that that's true. And so it's it's unlikely, still even more unlikely that you know the day after you got a negative test, you turn around and run into somebody. Right. You know what I mean? But So it's, it's, is it possible? Yes. It's unlikely, but it's likely. Whenever there's a, just like it's a small percentage too, mm-hmm. it's a small percentage, not, you know, so it's always that, and I think it's who's right yeah. and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's, I I'm think it's unlikely. I'm playing devil's advocate, you know. I ain't going to just have a sweet topic. I think it's here. unlikely. I'm smooth on this show. I think it's unlikely. It doesn't mean that it's not important. And that's, so to me, you know, two things can be the same. Um, and so, People need to me, I recommend, encourage, want people to be vaccinated. Again, if you're not going to uh, get tested, wear a mask, that kind of thing. Don't be hanging out, whatever, whatever. But I understand to a point, to a small point, some of what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't understand that, oh, you're tripping over my freedom piece. So go back to this, though, freedom though, You just said, right, there's a small percentage that you can walk and get it. Yeah. That's their argument. So if there's a small percentage that I can get that, then why do I need to get the vaccination? Because I think it's the best thing to do so that you aren't the one that's giving it to somebody else. That's and that's that's for me. That's like okay. for me. That's what it is. I don't want to be the one, regardless of the percentage. I don't want. It's, you're right. It's like any life is is a life too many, right? So I don't want to be the one that ends up uh, giving it to somebody else. I hear what you're you saying, what I'm saying? I, and I agree with that point. You could. Somebody could take a test on Tuesday and contra- contract the virus on Thursday. That's that's valid point. But until I think we we have a mass uh, production of a rapid uh, rapid test where you could take the test and dip it in the fluid and instantly tell, you got to test some kind of way. Yeah, yeah. I'm not uh, saying yeah. that you don't uh, test, right? Yeah, yeah. My argument is never about the test. It's never. I, like I said, it's more about seeing it from the other side right because right, right. one thing we know for sure is everybody has a palate and everybody has an opinion <laughs> that's why we're on palates and opinions but you know that's a great argument for people as well because it's like yeah okay i'll follow the guidelines mm-hmm, i'll get the, you mm-hmm. know i'll take that test and it mm-hmm. may show negative when i send it to you right because you need it right mm-hmm. but by the time i go to board that plane yeah by the time i get on that plane get off of that plane to get in that conference Anything can happen, right? I'd also like to think, though... It's the same thing with the flu and all the other things, right? right. right. I'd also like to think that you... If you taking that test for a specific reason, because you're about to go travel or go somewhere, or if it's for work, that your habits... For the next couple of days leading up to that, you know what I mean. Everybody doesn't have integrity, guys. Everybody, everybody's character is not, you know. So I would like to think that would be probably, a perfect world. We would, if you, right, you right. go out of town tomorrow, right? You probably just, gonna be sitting at home. And then just throw, throw, throw on a mask, man. A mask is not expensive. A mask doesn't hurt anybody. It doesn't cost a lot. It's not heavy. You put it in your pocket. You know, throw on a mask. If you talk, I've got a couple of friends that are in um, the healthcare. Uh, industry, and they're they're talking about how over the last year they've seen a drastic decline in things like asthma, uh, mm-hmm. right, uh, right, right. any kind of uh, respiratory. Washing hands, wearing masks. Uh, You've been cleaning the ever been, right? <laughs> <laughs> not so much the cleanliness, but people wearing a mask, not being in each other's face. Yeah, yeah. They're doing it primarily to protect from a COVID perspective, mm-hmm. but because of that, the collateral damage, if you will, has been. That a lot of the other right. respiratory diseases or respiratory problems that they see in individuals that come to seek medical attention has gone down. We was laughing at Mike Jackson. We should pay more attention. Nah. <laughs> they don't really care about us, man. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about um, 
the president and taking a stand, right? And so um, that kind of leads me to the war then in Afghanistan, right? And, uh, and ending the war. And so he took a stand. And so now also we lost, how many military families we have? One military family? Uh, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. And so the president took a stand. Now he's the one that got us out of there and uh, where other presidents haven't. But we also lost at, at least 13 lives or something like that, right? Towards mm -hmm. the end. So uh, I don't know, where we, are we glad that we're out? Uh, you may have, a, you got a unique perspective. Uh, are we glad that we're out? Is, is it, uh, you know, how do we feel about that? You know, obviously, I think we all believe it could have been done better. Right. Um, I'm glad that, you know, we are. My, I had this conversation with somebody early. My thing is this, it's just, you know, I understand that we are a superpower, you know, as far as the United States. But I think what happens is when we go and disrupt other individuals' cultures and we make changes for that culture, right, and then you abruptly leave, and expect that to be the same, <laughs> you put those people in a bad situation, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't think that, it's sort of, to me, it's sort of like how when you're married, right, if you got money and your wife is so, used to living a certain way, when you get a divorce, guess what? She's going to get what? Mm -hmm. Half. Alimony. Alimony, Alimony. right? Yeah. She has to upstate, uphold the lifestyle that she's been living, right, mm -hmm. that you created for her, per se. It's the same thing. It's like we leave those people, but we don't leave with no type of alimony. Right, they go back right. to if we don't go in there and disrupt things and, and shake things up, mm -hmm. let people's culture be their culture, even mm -hmm. if we disagree with it, right? Because yeah. people disagree with ours. Mm -hmm. It's their culture. It's their livelihood. You know, we, we can agree to disagree with it. It's not for us. Every, it's taboo for us, whatever. But when you go in and shake things up and, and give them this new perspective and then leave knowing that that's going to be taken away in mm -hmm. their lives, I think it's just it's bad. Mm -hmm. And to do it the way we did, I think it's bad, you know, especially... For the women that are over there, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it, that's going to be horrible for them, yeah, especially yeah. for a woman who's been, you know, vocal, who's been free, who's been, you know, just out just, after right, some right. of the Western yeah, ways. Some of the so. Western ways. Now, I mean, it's immediate death for them. You might as well say it's just a death sentence. So, and we created that death sentence for them. I kind of struggle with it, man, because I agree wholeheartedly with the way you, you frame that. I, I, we're a superpower, so we do owe it to the world, and we do owe it to be around the world so that we can protect us here at home. But I also think the United States does a lot of policing other nations, other countries, other cultures, other religions that we don't necessarily, we don't need to police everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you've, got, mm -hmm. you've got some people that have been at war for a thousand years. Just because we go over there and say stop doing it, that doesn't mean it's gonna, you know, gonna yeah. change. Mandate on a, on a, on a deep, yeah. deep wound. Yeah. You know, yeah. but but the, I do think that that we could have left in a better manner, um, and and that to me has me a little confused. I'm not a military guy, but from a planning strategic uh, perspective, it's like if you know you're gonna do this in six months. Right. Start to get all the civilians out. Start to get all the allies out. Start to get all the interpreters and in. start easing those their, their families out. Don't take the military out first. Yeah. You know, now what I don't like is you take the military out first. You see all this disruption, and now it appears. And I don't I don't know all the strategic mindset of what's going on, but it appears like we're trying to work in partnership with the Taliban right, and, and, right, and right. sometimes make requests. Hey, mm -hmm. can we let these people through? Mm -hmm. Whereas we we whereas my my mindset would have been a little bit more like. We don't let me get all my let me get all <laughs> right. my boy my my, uh, my my folks out, and then we're gonna tell you Taliban what we're gonna do, <laughs> and don't cross this line until mm -hmm. we tell you you can come across mm -hmm. this line. Yeah. We just left so many people out, and there people that helped the U.S. Mm -hmm. be successful in missions and intel and different things like that. Now those people are you know for the most part are just done because mm. they're they're they are. I mean, the Taliban's been watching for twenty years, right. taking notes, right? right. Right, waiting. That's what terrorists do. They wait. They take notes. They wait to strike. Right. Now they got the names of the people. They know the people who've been who's been helping the U.S. Mm -hmm. Who their family is, and they're just on an island by themselves. I'm yeah. glad we're out. I think we could have did it in a little more efficient manner. I don't so, think it'll ever be a perfect perfect manner though. Yeah, yeah you know, easy way out of there. Mm -hmm. Perfect way was just to let them let them be what it's gonna be, man. Protect the home front. Let us be, you know, we can't, like you said, we can't, we can't heal the world. Right. That's it. Okay. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, let you know how we feel about these cigars we have, the My Father Fonseca's Robustos. 
Palestine Opinions. We'll be right back. My name is Galen G. Gordon, and I'm running for Cincinnati City Council because we need proactive and intentional leadership from our city government. I am excited to announce that we are officially on the ballot. That means you can vote for me on November 2nd, 2021. Go to my website at galenforcincinnati.com and I look forward to seeing you in November. You are appreciated. Paid for by friends for Galen G. Gordon. All right, we are back. We are back. Back. Um, Man. Yeah. I've always said that I have never had a bad my father. Uh, This Masek is pretty good. It's not a bad cigar. Um, I wouldn't put it up there with my judge. Mm -hmm. My father judge is going to always be, you know, the one. But it's not a bad cigar. I'm not getting the peppery taste out of it so far. Um, it's a very mild cigar. I think, you know, it's a very, very mild cigar. Yeah. Uh, a good smoke when it's kind of warm like it's been these days. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get overpowered. Right. Um, so, I mean, so far, so good for me. Yeah, I was a little, um, said it was going to be the Robusto and going to be full-bodied and that. And uh, I heard about Peppa. I yeah. thought it was going to be a little more than what I wanted. But to me, it's, it's smooth. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, I like it. Smooth, mild. I'm a mild cigar guy. I'm probably not as much of an aficionado as these two gentlemen here, but yeah, definitely mild, mild, smooth, easy to smoke. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great with the uh, great with the peanut with butter, the peanut butter whiskey. Peanut butter whiskey. It's a mild well cigar with a mild drink. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talked a little bit about Afghanistan and uh, what's going on over there. So let's talk about what's going on in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. The city council field has been set. Oh yes, it has. It is going down. There he is. And look who we have. There he is. There he is. He himself, G3. <laughs> Galen Gordon. Galen for Cincinnati.com. Talk about it, Galen. Talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yes. The field is set. The field is set. First so, of all, uh, what does that mean? So that means, so um, my name is Galen G. Gordon, and I'm running for Cincinnati City Council. And so the field is now set. Signatures are in. We're out engaging with voters, talking to people like you. Um, there are, I believe, 32 uh, people finally who have uh, gotten their signatures in properly. There's still a couple people, actually, believe it or not, uh, who are appealing a uh, decision by the Board of Elections. Uh, so it's possible that you might see an addition or two. But for the most part, the field is set. The election for everybody in Cincinnati uh, is November 2nd. Um, and so um, I wanted to know from you folks, especially because some of us are different. Some of us live immediately in the city limits and some of us don't. But I truly feel like we're all impacted by what happens in the city, right? And mm-hmm. so um, it's a funny thing, you know, being in the greater Cincinnati area, being impacted, being a Bengals fan or jobs or schools or whatever. Um, and so what are your ideas or maybe what might be a priority from your perspective, especially if you live in the city or don't live in the city? What's a priority you think that's important either that you do see the city doing or maybe that you don't that you'd like to see? For me, um, I don't live in the city. As I live out in Corain, but I'm always in the city. I do a lot of work in the, in the school systems in the city. For me, the big priority is putting things together for these kids. So, you know, giving these kids something to do, something to prevent them from, you know, just being out there. You know, we need to create more resources for the kids, whether it's in school, whether it's in the neighborhood. I think our future depends on what we do for these kids. Mm-hmm. And I think the priority should definitely be on, on, on the youth, you know, making sure because they're going to be the future of Cincinnati. Right. They're going to be the face of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in order for that face to be one that we, we, you know, approve of and we enjoy and we love and it's productive, I think we need to pour as much as much as, much as we can into them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think definitely for me, it's always been the youth, um, the parents of the youth, you know, whatever we can do to support because um, I actually, you know, for those that don't know, I am a, a life coach. I do coach parents on how to connect with their kids. I think that's a big bridge that needs to be be built. So um, it's just pouring into the to the parents mm-hmm. and these youth, man, mm-hmm. from from kindergarten all the way up to, to, to seniors to mid-20s, man, because you're still a kid, yeah, <laughs> whether yeah, you believe yeah, it or not. Yeah. So, so Nelson, you um, certainly, so you don't live immediately in the city limits, um, but I think that you certainly, and you can, tell more everything that you do whether it's uh, for your family or for your job is impacted by how well cincinnati moves along whether it's the airport or the businesses uh, within the city or whatever so um what is kind of your perspective 
fr from that perspective, what are your feelings? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I would echo a little bit what Antonio said. You know, I, I definitely think the youth are, you know, that's the future. But, you know, I like to see what well, I like that I see Cincinnati growing. You know, if you if you think 10 years ago, we used to make a joke where the sidewalks rolled up at five o'clock. So if you worked at PNG or back then, I think Chiquita was downtown or, or Cincinnati Bell or IRS. If you worked at one of those uh, Kroger, if you worked at one of those major Cincinnati locations, five o'clock, everybody raced to get back out to the suburbs. And now I really like seeing the development. Um, you know, you got the new Kroger's downtown. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you got some, some 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 different stores opening mm -hmm. up. Uh, people are now migrating downtown to live downtown. So mm -hmm. I like to see that growth continue. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe do some things to to pull some additional businesses yep. uh, into the city, which uh, which will have a, a trickle down effect. You know, mm -hmm. then you have more people that'll have more job opportunities. You'll have more people that already have their jobs to be able to network and grow within you know the community and just make Cincinnati you know uh, uh, I don't know if larger is the necessarily yeah, best yeah. word but but a larger more attractive uh, mm -hmm. you know place to be yeah. whether it's for work whether it's for for fun whether it's for sports mm -hmm. um, you know whether it's work live know, and play yeah. for diversity whatever the, whatever yeah. the case may be yeah, for myself um, and I've been obviously going around and, and speaking to people who uh, live in the city who, you know, have been here for years, the people who are fairly new to the city. And what I'm most passionate about, uh, we have 52 neighborhoods, right? And so, uh, but not all, every neighborhood is deemed desirable. Not every neighborhood is deemed attractive, right? Mm -hmm. That's the perception. And so how do we change that? How do we impact that? How do we make it so that, um, you know, everybody's got a clean, safe, affordable place to live? And so I think that that comes through entrepreneurship and small businesses. And so what I'm most passionate about is is rebuilding our neighborhood business districts. Every neighborhood in this city has got a nice little uh, business district that they had at least at one time. And that's been depleted, whether it's been through some type of neglect, uh, lack of investment. And so I feel like that's the way that we restore neighborhoods. If you can rebuild the business districts and attract uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs, whether it's through arts, when you start talking about resources and being creative for our youth, creating uh, opportunities, rebuild the neighborhood business district, and then you can restore the neighborhood. You yeah. start getting, the, fill the empty storefronts, mm -hmm. you get the lights on, Absolutely. you get some vibrancy, right? Create accessibility and walkability, right? And then you make it so then it's safe for people. That's the first thing. Um, so that's what I'm really thinking is the key um, to create an opportunity in Cincinnati. You spread, it also does something for affordable housing. Instead of everybody wanting to live in five or six neighborhoods, mm -hmm. right, we can spread that out and people want to live in other neighborhoods that right now uh, people are looking at like, oh, don't go there kind of thing. And so we want to change that. Let me ask you a quick question on, on that because that, that's a great platform, I think. In terms of safety, in terms of uh, the desirability of additional housing to go from, you know, only five desirable places to maybe 25, um, and I know that's that's big on your platform. Mm -hmm. How do you see us taking the first step to start to begin to accomplish that? I think the first thing you've got organizations right now already who do a lot with uh, entrepreneurs. You've got organizations who already every day they find funds for people right mm -hmm. to own and operate businesses and start businesses. But we need the city has to make it uh, the priority that we're going to invest in these neighborhoods that are not currently being uh, invested in. Mm -hmm. And so every neighborhood has a community council um, and every neighborhood actually has a, a neighborhood plan. And they've already, and I've gone through uh, every neighborhood's plan and it, just about every single one of them, one of their highest priorities is rebuilding their business district. Yeah. That's what they want. They want, they want uh, businesses there, whether it's a coffee shop, whether it's somebody selling widgets, you know, it could be a small something with technology and computers. Mm -hmm. It could be a, a, a restaurant, whether maybe it's a, a laundromat, whatever it is, finding ways that we can create jobs also, because uh, then you can you create opportunities for employment for people who don't have to get in a car because they don't have one mm -hmm. or they don't have to get on a bus and drive and ride across town. They can either walk there or, or get there, you know, in a fairly uh, simple amount of time. Do you believe the city's ready to... Uh, they will be on November 3rd. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. But do you think they're ready to to deploy those uh, and disperse those funds 
in a in a in a more equal broader fashion because right now let's just i'm just making these yep. numbers up let's yep. say you've got a million dollars and that's split up two hundred fifty thousand dollars mm-hmm. amongst four places mm-hmm. are there are is the city ready to instead of one million mm-hmm. maybe generate five million dollars that you can you right. can spread amongst right. 30 different yeah. places i think what's happening right now is um we're not being proactive and we're not being intentional so it's not even necessarily that um, that the city is investing in these neighborhoods this, that these neighborhoods were invested in at one point, right? The ones that are deemed desirable. Mm-hmm. But the city, I think, has not been intentional about putting investment in the neighborhoods that are deemed less desirable. And so um, we've had a focus, which I believe was important, uh, a focus on downtown. We've got to focus on the residential area around downtown. So in the basin, as we call it, whether it's OTR or the West End, that kind of thing. Um, but it is time now. It, now it's time to start paying attention, whether it's Sailor Park or Bond Hill, whatever it is. It's time to put the investment in the business districts in those other neighborhoods. Um, and so that uh, has not been happening. Um, and, and there's certainly been conversation about it. But we, we got to move faster. And it's, there's plenty of private public partnerships, those kind of opportunities as well, where we could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the city's been really focused uh, on downtown, which was important at the time. I don't think it was not important. So, uh, again, as you said, we needed whether it's casinos or streetcars or, you know, we needed to make you know the city more attractable. Uh, as well, a whole. That's how you do the city anyway. Most people's downtown is the most attractive thing because that's the first thing you come into. So the first thing you come into. I, now, I, we got to reach out now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think from my, my opinion, I've, I've always believed that we need to find, like you said, there's uh, 52 neighborhoods, right? Out of those, in 52 neighborhoods, each one of those neighborhoods have something unique They're all about. unique. They're all you unique. You need to find leaders and the uniqueness about that and be able to highlight that uniqueness. I don't care if it's Wynn Terrace. I don't care if it's Avondale. I don't care. Wherever it is, everything. And there are people uniqueness. there who have entrepreneurial mindsets. Exactly. Who we can give them whatever tools are necessary. Mm-hmm. So now, those folks have uh, some ownership and investment in their own neighborhood. But then I'm going to go back to what I believe and pour into is the youth, right? Mm-hmm. We need to start teaching this entrepreneurial mindset to the youth because those are going to be the ones that build those neighborhoods. Yep. They're yep. going to be the ones that sustain those neighborhoods because they're the next ones coming up. Yep. Well, if you take a 13, 12-year-old teacher entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and they have mm-hmm. a business starting at 16 right. until they're 30, yep. 40, 50 in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then they employ their kids. And, they, you know, so... Once again, I always say the youth, man, you got to really invest in those programs. Absolutely. And, and you talk about entrepreneurship. Who better to teach to be an entrepreneur than, a, than someone young? Somebody who's already thinking because about. Because they're already thinking about how to make money, how to be creative. They're, these kids are very, very creative. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a lot of the frustration with our youth. That they're so creative, but it's bottled up because there's no way to express their creativity. So we have to do better to you know, be able to enhance that so they can take what they have to the next level and make this city what it is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at big cities, a lot of the youth is what drives the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look mm-hmm. at church, what drives a church? It, it's not the congregation, it's the youth, right? If yeah, you don't have a die. good, a good youth pastor, yeah. and a yeah. good youth, the church is going to mm-hmm. die. It's the same way with the city. So, you know, I think we need to pour into it instead of trying to lock all the kids up, you know, right. see what we can do to help them out. Yeah. There's a couple of great um, youth organizations, one specifically uh, called Young Not Silent. And uh, youth at the center, they've got a youth platform. Um, and the key, though, for them is, you know, and it just makes sense, right? Bring the young people to the table. Let mm-hmm. the, they're going to tell you what they need or what they mm-hmm. want what or they what they feel like. or what they don't like. Mm-hmm. So give them an opportunity to speak. We, we spend to too voice. much time, too much time talking at kids, mm-hmm. talking at young people. Right, I've been uh, saying I've been that for dog. years. Oh, we're about to get him started. I know, let's not get you don't started. Get me started. Instead of, instead of letting them speak or speaking, you know, with them and listening uh, to what it is that they, that they need and stuff. Learn to talk your youth's language, right? Yep, absolutely. Understand their language. Mm-hmm. Once you understand their language, then you can navigate and communicate. Sure enough. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. So the election is November second. November 2nd. Early voting is happening in Cincinnati. It is happening in the state of Ohio. Uh, I believe whatever that Monday is, uh, you can go on October 3rd, I think it is. Uh, and you can early vote. You got to go directly to the Board of Elections if you want to early vote. Uh, certainly you can uh, vote absentee as well. They'll mail it to you. You have to request it. 
Um, and you can, if you're not registered to vote yet, you can go get registered to vote up until, I think, up until the second, up until the day before uh, early voting starts. So anybody who's not registered is not too late. Uh, and all politics are local. So, you know, we uh, spend too much time, I think, just on the national elections and the big presidential elections. And we don't understand that, you know, that person who ran for city council today is your next congressperson, you know, four or five, six years from now. Mm-hmm. And then people looking up and saying, well, how did this guy get here? <laughs> tell, tell the people, again because I, I don't live within the city limits and, and able to, to be able to vote. But, you know, as you know, obviously, I've tried to support you in other ways. Sure. Um, take a second to speak to the people and yeah. tell them how they can help Galen Gordon make it to city council. Hey, you can help me a few ways. Uh, volunteering is huge right now. So, again, GalenForCincinnati.com. Uh, you go on there. You can sign up to volunteer. We knock on doors. We do honks and waves. Um, if you've got some type of uh, technological uh, savviness, uh, there's many, many ways that you can help. Certainly donating. Uh, money galenforcincinnati.com again as well we've got uh, all kinds of um, mailers that we have to get signs that we have to get Uh, also if you live in the city uh, and you want to put a sign in your yard uh, Mr. Clarence we're going to put a sign in your yard (laughs) you want to put a sign in your yard that'll help anything to help get the name out Uh, if you also know people right it's not always about oh well you know I don't think I can do too much you might just know 10 people have them come over. We can sit outside. It is, you know, a pandemic. We can sit outside and talk. We do a little meet and greet. So there's an opportunity there as well. I'm happy to come and speak to people. Uh, I'm happy to speak to people even one-on-one. So uh, there's all kinds of ways, opportunities, and options. And if you want to speak to me directly, again, GaylonForCincinnati.com. Uh, I'm happy to talk to you. I love Cincinnati. Uh, I'm the type of person um, who has always uh, loved this city. I chose to move back into the city. Uh, born in Madisonville, went to Bramble Elementary. Miss Patterson used to whip us with a paper towel holder, and uh, <laughs> and uh, but we moved to the suburbs. But I made a conscious decision to come back and live within the city limits because I love this city and I believe that we can be successful here. And so I choose to live here and I choose to love it here. And I want our young people, like Antonio saying, if we start at an early age, right, we can get them ingrained and get them into the thought process into believing that they can be successful here as well. And then people aren't trying to run to other big cities to where they turn around and just find out that it wasn't no better than where you were. So yeah. that's that's where I'm at, GalenForCincinnati.com. And just so you know, you know Palace and Pins, we, we love to hear the people's voice. If you guys would like to be on the show, you have a platform if you're a black-owned business, if you have a product you just want to highlight, you know, make sure to reach out to us on Facebook. Um, we definitely want to support you. I want to give a shout out to a couple of people I know because I know a lot of people are running for different things. Uh, Mary Weinberg. Mary Weinberg. Dr. Moffitt, you know. Yeah, Dr. You know, Moffitt. For, uh, Cincinnati Public Schools. Let's get them on there. Get them on there. Um, those two women are, are phenomenal. Great. Phenomenal at what they do. They work hard. They, they love the youth. So, you know, if you get an opportunity to get out and support. Um, we have a beautiful city. We've got to back each other, you know. So we, we invite guests. If you want to come on here and just kick it, kick it, feel free. That's what we do. You know, we are laid back, as you can see. We can agree to disagree because that's what Palinated Opinions is about. Um, Different topics, different conversations. Um, Speaking of different topics, different conversations. It's it's a big topic, big conversation right now with Kanye West and and Drake going on. What are they doing? You know, let's do it. First of all, have you have y'all listened to both albums? I have not. I haven't either. Okay, so I listened to both albums. Oh, yes. I re-listened to the Kanye album. I listened to Drake's album. Personally, I think Kanye has a better album because I think Kanye is just, he's outside the box. People might think he's weird, but I think he's just in a space where it's about being creative. Yeah. It's not about the fans, which you like. It's, about, it's sort of mm-hmm. like, I call it the Michael Jackson of impact, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just on a whole other level mm-hmm. with it sonically when it comes to music. Drake is a master at marketing and the sales. He's gonna, he knows what he needs to focus on, how to get right. his sales. Right. Right. I think they both made albums to tick each other off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something huge in the future coming with them. I mean, this, this, it's just ridiculous that two people at that high level of music and 
and, and their careers, you know, are beefing. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't see right. Bill Gates beefing with, with Elon Musk. <laughs> you know? So that's because they know there's plenty out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, they're right. not a certified. They know how to make the money, how to get the fans, you know. But I think you really got to give those albums a listen. I think the best song on Kanye's album was the best song that wasn't on Kanye's album was the Andre 3000 verse. Yes, that's what I so heard. If you get an opportunity yes, to yes. hear that, please listen. Um, I hate that it came out the way it did because I think it put Andre, it really pushed him back away from music. Mm -hmm. um, but the way Drake he, put it out there, is that yeah, right? Yeah, the way that the way that Andre 3000 just surgically put that verse together, man, it, it shows that we like to call it God tier in the rap game, right? That dude's <laughs> un, he's just he's he's one of a kind, man. He needs his flowers. Yeah, yeah, he does. You know, so definitely Andre yeah, 3000 does. gets his flowers, man. But both of the albums, I think, are for their who they're for. You know, mm -hmm. if you, you like what you like, if you like the, you know, I, I think they both provide something for you. They both in their own space. Right. So, I mean, the create when you're creative, you're a little weird, I like to say, right? <laughs> <laughs> the most creative people are, are kind of different, yeah, right? Well, uniqueness to them. Genius, yeah, man. Genius, too, right? you know what I mean? It's, it's Prince and Michael Jackson all over again. Yeah, right? Right? absolutely. It's like, just make make an album together. Put on some heels. You kill it. You'll kill it. You also had the question, though, man, because both of those guys are monumental in the game, right? Very so, much. So, are they really beefing? Or is this manufactured and created? created so that people like us sit around and talk about it, right. which is then going to drive more people to go. And I mean, I think it's a great marketing scheme. If it's real, if it's real, it's real. If it's mm -hmm. not real, it's a great mm -hmm. marketing scheme. I think those men, I think they genuinely have a gripe against each other because mm -hmm. they were so close, right? It's sort of like when I'm talking to my kids, you know, I always tell them, People that you usually fall out with are the people that you were close to, mm -hmm. closest to, right? Yeah, because they yeah. know things about you. They know how to, uh, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like they were close. I mean, Kanye kind of nurtured Drake in the game, right? Mm -hmm. Did something he didn't like, and he felt like, well, my mentor kind of hurt my feelings. Right, so right, I'm, right. But if it's like that, I can show you I really don't need you. And it's like, I'm still here. I'm still Kanye. So I think it's a, it's, it's a beef there. I don't even say a beef. I'm going to say more of a gripe, right? Mm -hmm. More of a, mm -hmm. like, you did something to make me mad. Right, and right, right, right. I ain't going to sit down with you because I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, a little kid turn his shoulder like, yeah. That's one of those things, you know, so. But we'll see, man. Just keep, I think they keep pumping out the music, man. You That's know, all keep, you can do. Just keep being creative, man. We know that it's, it ain't gangster rap, so it's not going to turn anything right. that's crazy. We learned from that, be, didn't we? It's going to be a lot of funny things and a lot of... Uh, Pettiness, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. So I, I think that's where it's at with them. But that man. pettiness is going to drive sales for both of them. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> we can't see. can't be mad at them. Yeah. So also too, guys, while you were at it, man, uh, me and my brother had an opportunity. We uh, went to Memphis this past, <laughs> this past weekend. We were down at the Bill Street Cigar Fest. Okay. Memphis, thank you. Memphis was off the chain. Mm -hmm. The Bill Street Cigar Fest was the first black three day cigar event. Wow. All black vendors. My favorite city. Right. Memphis. You like Memphis, don't you? I love Memphis. Like, man, well, I'm always trying. I'm always I got family <laughs> down always trying there, to get man. me to go to it's Memphis. It's good, man. It's a feel. I love Memphis. Is nice, man. It's a good time. Uh, but the way they did their cigar event was classy. It was hands down great. The music, the performers, the three day event was just it was it was, it was great. You know. So um, tell us about the experience. Like you did VIP down there. So we did the VIP. We did three day VIP passes. What you do? You get a ton of cigars. You get to sit up front. You had the shaded area. Um, you know, you got drink tickets, mm, you got mm, your cigars, mm, good music, mm -hmm. and then it was like that for three days straight. Okay, you know? okay. Um, Why don't we broadcast from down there? Yeah, we could. It was a, <laughs> I actually, I actually did a podcast interview while I was down there. Um, I forgot the name of. I'm sorry, I posted on there, uh, but it was a great podcast. You know, kind of messing people down there, but mm -hmm. I think it'd be a great opportunity. You know, the next one. Yeah, just drop down and, and mm -hmm. do a podcast from from the event. Nice, so, coming to you, Memphis. We can be a matter of fact. I mean, I'll be honest. We do. do gonna, I think we're going we're going to do a Palace and the Pins event here in Cincinnati. It's mm -hmm. coming. Okay. You know, we're going to be putting together some cigar events with us and you know, cigar bros. We're going to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's needed. It's a culture. You know, it's growing. A lot of people don't know about it, but it is. It's a it's a big thing. It's a culture. It's a great way to meet people. Right. You know, I met some great people. Connected. You know, over. Some adult libation and some <laughs> cigars, right? So, you know, I think that it's time, Palace and Opinions, we put it on. You there know, you this go. may be episode one for you guys, but we've been doing this for a while. All of us, we've been getting together for a while. We've been, you know, just talking about topics. We just wanted to bring it to the people. That's why we say 
if, if you want to jump on the show, you know, shoot us a message on Absolutely. Facebook and yeah. we'll gladly sit down and invite you on the show. You can showcase your product, whether it's cigars, whether you, you do wines, whether you do clothes, whatever it is, we're here to support our city and the people in our city, you know, so take advantage of it. We're here for you. We're, we're all about that growth, man. All about the growth. Let's make it happen. November 2nd. Vote for this man. Yeah, vote for him. Game get of get Cincinnati. him in the seat, you know. And, you know, it, there's this empty space here. Yeah. Galen, who are we missing today? We're missing our queen, uh, me, me, Miss Amina. She'll be back the next time. And uh, God bless us with her. We're missing her right now. Yep. She'll be back for the next episode. Yeah, we, women, we love their opinions. We, we got the yeah. guys who we are. There is know? a place for the ladies. Yeah, so we like to see, see the, we got to see the flip side of the coin, you know. We see it one way, we like to see it your way. Um, and had that conversation. That conversation. could be a nice topic for the next ne- next go round because there's a lot of women, a lot of uh, African American women. Mm-hmm. Not that it has to be catered to sure. African American, but a lot of women smoking cigars mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. It's whereas, a culture for women. Whereas before it used to be a, a man thing yeah. to sneak yeah. away in the yeah. man cave and drink yeah. bourbon. Right. You get a lot of women smoking cigars. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we in Memphis. I mean, it was huge. You know mm-hmm. that was, you know. It was couples down there, and the women were like, I don't need you to light my cigar. Got this. <laughs> right. They got I mean, their own fire. Yeah, they got their own fire. I mean, bedazz- bedazzled their little cases so it looks nicer than yours. It was, a, it was a very classy event. That's why I say, you know, we'll will, we will be putting on another event. We did a Cigar Bros event a couple years ago, pandemic hit, but we will be back. Um, it's just time, man, to embrace the culture. You know? Very good. That's it. Palace and Opinions, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. Check us out next time. Yes, sir. Antonio Brodnax, Nelson Hutchings, I'm Galen Gordon. Our producer is Brother Clarence, Clarence Dickinson, bringing it in. Peace. One thing we know for sure, everybody's got a palace, everybody's got an opinion. Till next time.